This week on the BAMFCast, remember that Busey rules, stay in school, or we'll throw you in the pool. Fools. One fair, we're in. All right, we're going to the BAMFCast. Hey, BAMFCast. BAMFcast. Episode 116. 116. Hooray. <laughs> wow. Wow. Enthusiasm. Excitement. Yeah. 116. We are pumped. Woo. So I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm the Beach. I'm Chuck. And what we do each and every episode of the Bamcast is we pity the fools that don't watch the bad movies that we watch. Yep. And uh, we come into here and we see how they fare after we talk about them for about a. Uh, 30 45 minutes oh man yeah <laughs> that's right and then we rate the movies and they get uh, one to five jocks if they're a good bad movie enjoyable bad movie after robot jocks hooray or if they're a bad bad movie as in stay away they get one to five bags and a negative sense as in douchebags after twilight boo, boo. yay no <laughs> I was yay our, our rating scale oh, okay. it's yeah, magnificent right. not the movies that it is okay yes it is uh so um we're kind of we just kind of picked a random movie. Nobody yep. suggested this except for us. <laughs> it was a runner-up for 1983. Yeah, back in back the, in the day. Uh-huh. In the day. Um, so we decided to do uh, 1983's DC Cab. Woo! Yes, DC Cab. Gary Busey. Gary Busey. <laughs> yes. and Mr. T. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Adam Baldwin. And uh-huh. A whole bunch of other people. Yep. So, Bill Maher. Bill Maher. <laughs> for some reason. Sure. As a sad keyboardist. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Bill Maher, actually, as Bill Maher, the cab driver. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Basically. Pretty much. So, plot summary, then we can you know talk more about this. Mm-hmm. Yes. An over-the-hill hippie manages a run-down cab company and its oddball drivers, an aspiring pimp, a Rastafarian, and a driver with no license. It's even money whether this motley crew will be able to save the company, much less their jobs. Motley uh, crew. Okay, <laughs> motley sure. Motley crew. Spelled properly. There's no motley crew in this movie. Yeah, I... I like that the uh, Wikipedia summary mm-hmm. has like, oh, it's about the cabs and the drivers, and then they raise money. And then the, there's one sentence. It says, later on, the cabbies work together to rescue Albert and a diplomat's two children after they're kidnapped. That's about how that's seriously like the, the movie... That's like the bulk of the plot. Yeah, but that's how seriously the movie treats the plot. Yeah. It's just like, hey, here's this. Sure. Yeah. Yep. So it, it, the first half is really like almost... It's close to a slice of life type thing, but kind of not. It, it's like your your standard... As as comedy movies have come to be, a lot like uh, Wedding Crashers and those sorts of things, where it's a lot of cool setups and fun stuff, and then the second half, they're like, "All right, I guess we should do a plot, huh?" Yeah, pretty much. And Except the kinda... plot's really only in the last third. Well, yeah. there's the plot beforehand to you know save the Rex Center, or save the cab yeah, company, right. where it's a convoluted. We're gonna probably jump all over the plot because, like I said, from at least half the movie, there really isn't one. No, but there's no. They find a rare violin in the back of one of the cabs. Like they're homeless, like mascot. I guess I don't know. He just kind of hangs out He's at the cab just, company. Yeah, Mister Rhythm. Yeah, yeah. Um, he finds a rare violin some maestro left, and the, the I didn't really understand what that guy was. He was like in charge of all the cab companies, like the bureaucrat, the hack inspector. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. The, He's, yeah. He what is hack? Regulate hacks. That's slang for taxi cab drivers. Oh, okay. Sure. <laughs> you never saw Hack on CBS? No. Oh. The six-episode series starring David Morris. You never <laughs> did, how did I miss this? I don't know. You I, never saw Hackers? I saw Hackers. There were no cabs Oh, wait, involved. no. They were all no. cab. Yeah. They were cab yeah. computer people. Sure. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, he shows up and is like, this guy lost a violin. It's worth a half million dollars. It'll probably be a reward. And all of the cabbies who all hang out in this one little diner just go apeshit, mm-hmm. start tearing apart the place to find the uh, violin. Well, that's a common theme. 
Yeah. Everyone going ape shit. Yeah. Yes. This movie is just basically a, a lot of yelling at the same time, and then someone says, hey, and then they all stop and listen, and then the plot moves forward a little it's, bit. It's a rated R Goonies. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a, lot a lot of constant of yelling over shouting and just... Who, so much yelling. How are you picking which voice to listen to amongst the, <laughs> these people? I could hear it all, man. Yeah. A true, a true ensemble of the finest sitcom actors of the early 80s. Yes. But that that becomes like that's the first plot is like this is a failing cab company yeah. with these crazy people working there. But that there. plot doesn't even happen until the middle of the film. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, it's, it starts off it's it's an extended training montage because Adam Baldwin shows up from Bubblefuck Georgia, Georgia right? yeah. And and it's like the son of the guy who owns the cab company was like his buddy and nom right they were nom buddies and uh you know he said that guy that's the guy's the only one in our platoon who made something of himself he you know owns his own company blah 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 he's living the dream yes so he hitchhikes <laughs> his way to new york or to dc yeah and um they actually say he's the only guy who came back from well, vietnam and made something I'm of, sure himself. They of the people mm-hmm. they, nah, it's not they know said. not really <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> they said he's the only guy well the only one i'm just saying sure yeah let's take it one. very literal mm-hmm <laughs> But yeah, so he, he shows up and then the it's war. like it becomes the first part of the movie is him wanting to become a cabbie, eventually own a stake in the cab company or his own or whatever. But so it's like this training montage where he's got to ride with all the different drivers, which is just a way for us to be introduced to all of them. Right. I want to know what's gone wrong in Adam Baldwin's life <laughs> previous to this movie that he has decided that his life's dream is to be a cab driver. Well, he's from Georgia, right? That's a that's a start. He's he's come up to the big city of Washington D.C. to be a cab driver. Well, well just, all right, because because I know none of my family involved will be listening to this because they're from Georgia. Okay, mm-hmm. I will. Um, Is I that will, a big thing in Georgia? No, no, I'm going to relate a story. You know those stupid Facebook things that people pass amongst where you fill out the survey. Yeah, sure. You know, well, I saw one of those, and they're like, one of the questions was, if you could live anywhere in the world, where would you live? And my cousin who lives in, in this bumblefuck <laughs> town in Georgia goes, Macon. Oh, hell yeah. Macon is the mecca of, of middle Georgia. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the kind of dreams these people aspire to is well, to sure. live in a slightly it. less shitty town <laughs> yeah. than where they live Macon's already. got a J.C. Penney's. Yeah. They got the Macon Bacon <laughs> amateur hockey team. Uh, well, uh-huh. I, think, I think the thing I enjoy about that is he's got a big make it, make it to Macon banner yes. in his room. Well, I, I've, been te- I've been saying for years, every time, I, every time I have to go through that town, I'm like, making all your dreams come true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They Welcome have a hell of a Macon chamber of commerce. Yeah, anyway, so. <laughs> yeah, the, the thing I appreciate about him wanting to go to a big city to drive a cab is he picks D.C., that has like the most confusing fucking system ever because they work in zones. Yeah. Like yeah. most cabs, it's like, all right, you pay to get in and you're paying by the mile and you're paying by the amount of time it takes. Yeah. And that's that. DC is like, well, if you cross through this zone, there's a charge here. Oh, yeah. But then if you go back into the other zone, it's a different charge. And it's like, mm-hmm. I thought you meant the layout of the city. I was like, the layout no, of the city no, no, is no. Layout it's the big easy. wagon wheel. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like actual like yeah. cabs are a mess yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. in DC. Which is personified by this company. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, Which is oh, the I most we, we ramshackle should, rundown. Yeah. We have to jump back like, to the cold open of the movie. We forgot all about that. Because, like, we didn't know what the fuck this movie was about, really. We, we thought it was a comedy. But the right. cold open of this movie is the underside of a cab going oh, over yeah. the camera like, yeah. uh, like a Star Destroyer. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. it, I, they must have strapped some shit onto that cab. There's no way you could put a lens on a cab and make it look that long because it goes and goes and goes. Mm. There's just it was no also going really slow. I know, but still, yeah. there was a lot, there was of, a lot shit. of shit under that There cab. was obviously like something else in front of it. It could have been a miniature stretched yeah. out. To- Who knows? But 
And then and then it becomes uh, we're introduced to Tyrone, who we don't know at this point, um, just kind of sitting in his cab. We never really lo- come to learn <laughs> who Tyrone <laughs> he is. is. Yeah, he is the biggest enigma of this movie. But I kept waiting for him to whip out a badge and be like FBI, you know, just like. <laughs> yeah. What? Uh, I was full of you all <laughs> yeah, along. Yeah, he seemed like he was undercover. But he's he's just kind of sitting there, and all of a sudden, like these guys come out of nowhere with masks on, and they start beating on his cab and chasing him out of the cab. And it's like chase him down this alley, and they act, act like they're about to, you know, beat him up, kill him, whatever. Yeah, it's like the Warriors or something. Yeah, it's and then weird. he drops one of his hair curlers, and is like, "Hold on, hold on, truce! I dropped one of my hair curlers. Help me find it." And then he's like, "Psych!" and runs away. And then it's like DC cab and. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, they sort of talk about that later. It's like a game they all yeah. play, but it never comes up again, and no, it's it's a really. waste of about five minutes of like, what is going yeah, on? Well, it, yeah, it turns out the people in the mask are all the other people right. who work at this cab company and have this weird. They just after hours stalker game. fuck around town, yeah. <laughs> and apparently the streets are completely deserted. Well, sure, sure, yeah. yeah. I mean, He's yeah, put- nighttime DC. Yeah. You don't want to go outside. No. <laughs> not in that part the, the of town. The area of DC there, and you do not want to go outside. No, no, no. absolutely not. So, especially not in the 80s. No. But um, yeah. So that that's the cold open, and then it then it shows Adam Baldwin showing up and all that, trying to get into a DC cab, mm-hmm. and every DC cab's like, "No, man, you can't get in this cab. I'm Paul Rodriguez. Yeah. I'm a gigolo. I'm right. Mexican." <laughs> should we should we run down the guys? Yeah. in this movie. Well, yeah, we let's kinda, talk about the guys. We kind of have to the guys because I mean that's all the first half is about. Yeah, sure. it's just meet the guys. You know, because you got Adam Baldwin who is just. Yeah, he's the he's outside. Albert he's Georgia guy. He looks so young in this too. Yeah, well, yeah, he was. It's, he, he was. yeah. <laughs> like, how old was he? Like, I don't know how old the dude is. He now. was so old. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, he lo- the thing is, like, he was like twenty. Like, Full Metal yeah. Jacket's only four years later, and he yeah. looks significantly older. Well, he was now. also like significantly beefier. Oh yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah. But he's he's just his name is Albert Hockenberry, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which, which is a good comedy name. Which funny '80s comedy name? Yeah, <laughs> Hockenberry. Which Tyrone enjoys spitting out. Yeah, mm-hmm. at all given moments. Yeah, and there's Tyrone. Uh, yeah, there's Tyrone mm-hmm. who is who is the perhaps undercover agent who is never actually undercover. He's just kind of he's crazy a weird, crazy, cracked out guy who's wearing a, a curler wig. As we find for out for no reason because he's Spoilers. like he doesn't want anyone to know he's not crazy, but yet he's super fucking crazy. He's, yeah, yeah, he's. I, I guess he's trying to. He realized that he has to work the system or something. I don't. And it's easier to just be crazy than to just be a normal dude. Yeah, yeah. Well, he'd rather know. scam everyone that gets in the cab than actually charge them up. Right. Well, he, I, I think it's because he. They tried to paint it out like he was doing this. He's putting him. He'd put himself through college, or had been putting himself through well, college. He, he, but he was giving a, ri- a whole bunch of rides away to like neighborhood kids and these two maids that worked at an embassy. Like he was doing all that for free, and so he had to like ah, rip off a couple uh-huh. people to pay for his whole rest of his right. ride. I now I get it. Mm-hmm. I wasn't paying because yeah, that, that's, that's why he didn't want. That's why I didn't want Adam Baldwin <laughs> riding along with him. So he'd be in so on this know scam. That scam was yeah. Yeah. happening that way. Yeah, because they have a weird like twenty minute scene together where it's like. It slides in and out of maybe comedy, but mostly not. And it's sort of bonding, but also crazy. And yeah. they drive on railroad tracks. And and we will mention that Tyrone uses the N-word to describe himself. Frequently. A million times. 95,000 times yeah. over the course of this movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And For no particular reason. The N-word is actually used more in this movie than all of our black exploitation movies combined. Much. Yeah. Possibly all black exploitation movies combined. <laughs> and, and it was all him. <laughs> 
No, because Busey throws it out a couple times. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. And no one questions it. It's just like, well, you know, that's Busey. So we got Tyrone. It's the, uh-huh. We've got Samson, who's Mr. T. Yes. Right? Who is in full, like, I'm helping the kids. I'm Mr. T Stay mode. at school and yeah. get away from that jibba like, like, he, he is all, I am... I'm in protect my image mode right. at he's, all times. He's Mr. T. Am, it's not like he's a dude in a raunchy T. comedy. He is right. uh, Mr. T. Stay in school. And that's what's milk. weird is like he's in a raunchy comedy. Yep. But he was kind of the main selling point of this movie. Like any poster you see of it, there he is. I, I don't think he was really. I mean, Rocky three was what? 82. Mm-hmm. So maybe they were like, I think they were probably filming this before Rocky three came out. And then he got big. Because he becomes the like the the poster image of this movie, but there was no reason for him to be the poster image. Yeah, and the A team started the same year. Yeah, so. so it was you know they probably so just, just caught lightning in a bottle. That, yeah, but it it's like, still hey, Mr. T's in our movie. It's Come still our movie. he's very much like you can tell he's in Chuck Morris na- or Chuck Norris nowadays mode where he's like. I'm not going to do anything right. that it's offensive. Well, or I think any that's that. also just him. That's always kind of been him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's doing old Navy commercials now. Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh, poor T. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, there's also Harold who owns gold the place. Expensive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he looks like a fat Barry Gibb. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's with uh, hairline. Yeah. It's Wojohowitz from Barney Miller. Yep. <laughs> who You know, for you old people out yeah, there who yeah. watch television back hey, in the day. Hey, watch Barney yeah. Miller. Miller. <laughs> yes, shut up. <laughs> 70s and 80s sitcom star. <laughs> he was also on Wizard. Oh, that's right. Max Gale. Yeah, there's his wife Myrna, who is mm-hmm. the wet blanket of the movie. Right. And she's just typical. Like, I'm always painting my nails. Yeah, it's one of those characters <laughs> yeah. that exists that's, only in movies. Yeah. Had it been a couple years later, it would have been Fran Drescher. Uh, yeah, yeah. Five years later, it would have been Mercedes Rule. Yeah. Yep. Or uh, <laughs> all valid. Debbie Mazar. Yeah. Uh, or Mazar. Mazar. <laughs> Mazar. Uh, then you got um, you got Marsha Warfield from Night Court uh, playing yep. like the one straight up like apparently oh. like normal. Yeah, Roz. Good, yeah, yeah. Okay, Roz. now I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, you didn't catch okay. it every time you? I was calling her Roz. <laughs> I I caught you saying Roz, but I just couldn't remember what it was from. Yeah. 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 I mean, she was like apparently like the one sane, normal, good cab driver, and like the other cab company always wanted her. Like, right. Always she like, keeps yeah. trying to quit. And it's constantly well, she keeps getting us. robbed every other right, day yeah. by some guy who. Which just, they, they never resolved that no, part at all. That at I really all. thought that was going to be like a, a paid off guy from the other cab company mm. or something. that was robbing. I kind of think he was one of the kidnappers, Maybe. and that was supposed to tie into the other cab companies, but they never sure. made that clear at yeah. all. Yeah, no, I don't think he was one of the kidnappers. Yeah, and like I said, well, there, I there's do. there's Bill Maher playing <laughs> Bill Maher, the cab driver. Sad sack, Bill Maher, political activist and keyboardist stop, in the film. Yeah, stops <laughs> his stops his cab while he's got a fare in the back and runs out and grabs a sign and runs around in a protest circle <laughs> for about 10 seconds and then drops his sign babbling the whole way like just spouting nonsense political <laughs> well, bullshit well it's dubbed and then, in nonsense yeah. too because he's not saying anything but they've dubbed in this constant well, he, stream he, of- he was like moving his mouth i assume that he <laughs> what i have to figure is he actually stopped and this and he actually just ran out and joined a protest <laughs> oh, like real a protest quick. <laughs> yeah keep rolling this will be great yeah, exactly <laughs> and he was just running his mouth off probably saying fuck about 1100 times sure. and then Hopped well, back in this cab get, and they decided the to feeling over it. A significant amount of this was just them casting these people and going, okay, do something wacky. All yeah. right, be yeah. yourselves. And then you have uh, 1980s Paul Rodriguez. Yes. I think we mentioned briefly just as, by Paul Rodriguez. as <laughs> Paul Rodriguez. <laughs> yeah. Xavier. Yeah. Wearing a white suit. Yeah. Which yeah. they never really like mention him by name, I think. I don't think no, so. As far just, as I know. Maybe, hey, maybe it's once. Paul Rodriguez. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's. Yeah. 
And then you have the Barbarian Brothers. Yeah. Uh, Chuck's favorite. Chuck God apparently hates the Barbarian Peter brothers. Barbarian and David Barbarian. Why do you hate the Barbarian Brothers? Because so there's Chuckles? a movie that they're in called The Barbarians that is fucking terrible. Oh, I've been wanting to watch that since we started oh, this. Oh, dear God, it is so bad. Pencil <laughs> it in. We will watch it about 10 episodes from now. So Chuck's Jesus. taking the week off. Jesus, it's bad. <laughs> I've seen clips. It looks amazing. Oh, God. Just yeah. imagine Conan the Barbarian, but with these two New York accented idiots in it, mm-hmm. not attempting to change their accent at all. Nope. Yep. And the only thing they really, the only get one truly good like scene where they're actually speaking is when Adam Baldwin has to ride with them and they tell the story of oh, how their other brother died. How <laughs> They tell the he, story that inspired that scene in Signs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. They tell the story of how he got in a car wreck and his body got chopped in half. Right. The bottom half was laying on the floor and the top half was pinned to the top of the car. Uh-huh. And, yeah. And he looked over and said, I'm dead. <laughs> right. And, and then, then they like, laugh. <laughs> and they high five each other. And Adam Baldwin is just thoroughly confused. He's just slack jawed the entire movie. He's slack jawed the entire he movie. He's thoroughly his, confused. He cannot throughout close the movie. his mouth. No, he's, he, just, he's thoroughly mouth breathing throughout this whole I don't movie. know how long it would take for a. For a Georgia boy to get used to living in the big old city like DC, but I imagine that one would be slack jawed for several months mm-hmm. at least, mm-hmm. Just, possible. especially Lord being around Niles. these crazy fuckers. Yeah. 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 So uh, and then they got two women who run like the microphones. You yeah, know, they, sure they handle the calls. They're, they're, no they're, they're non-entities. And then you got Mr. Rhythm, who's like the homeless guy, but he doesn't really drive a cab. He just lives there yeah he's, spouts he's, off he sleeps in the fortune cookie right. things yeah with he's, he's greedy from sanford and so yeah yeah sleeps in a smashed up mm-hmm. uh cab out front mm-hmm. and he's the one who finds uh, the violin right mm-hmm. yeah which we then, thought was going to be a running thing where like he's got it and then oh, oh the end of the movie they figure out he's got it but no the right. second he starts playing it he pulls like, it out like, and they've had a group it. that has walked by <laughs> right he pulls it out plucks it for like two seconds somebody goes oh shit the violin <laughs> and they all run and they over all yammering him and then yeah, everyone starts yelling again. Right. And then side plots, there's um the girl Claudette who uh is not even works in the diner. Yeah. It's well, so saying, worthless. It's just it's there. Like there's that whole subplot there. It's there, mm-hmm. I think, only to add a semblance of a romance because sure. I guess at the time you had to have yeah. all components of everything in a movie. Mm-hmm. Why not? Yeah. Uh, but we then, need to get to the last driver. Oh wait, did I skip somebody? Who did I skip? Yeah. Um Dell. Yeah, played by oh, oh, the one and only. I thought we started with Gary. Gary no, okay, we sorry. mentioned it, but we did right. not introduce him. Sorry. Hey, hey. this. Hey, tell me, honestly, about guy, man. this feels like Gary Busey, the least distilled of any movie he's ever been in. We. This feels like Gary was. Busey playing Gary Busey. We theorized that he wandered onto the set, and they didn't. They felt so scared that they could not get him away, so they just let him be in the movie and. And just say things, and then they would go back to whatever they were doing. Hey, Joe. Hey, 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 <laughs> hey. Just... You making a movie? Come on, man. Hey, hey, listen to me. Listen, listen, listen. I mean... Look here. Listen, listen. Come on. Hey, 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 Joe, Joe, <laughs> Joe, man. Come on, Joe, Joe, Joe. Hey, hey, I'm not doing nothing. Come on. He hey, said, let me your movie. Come on. He has said in interviews hey. or in an autobiography or something, I've read somewhere that he was so high during this period of time, he doesn't even remember being in this movie. He's been I asked about the movie, and he's like, "I don't remember." Because he's all crazy-eyed and grinning, and just well, and pretty heavy off. for that point in his life. Oh God, he's huge. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and he's spouting off all the best lines in the damn movie. Yeah, and it's funny because I was paying close attention to him the entire time, like every scene he's in, and he is constantly like 
moving around in the background or doing something to get the camera's attention. He's constantly like trying to poke his head into the shot or wander into the scene and then wander out even if he has nothing to do with it. He's 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 almost literally in every scene, not necessarily having anything to do, but making himself known somehow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he's fucking crazy. <laughs> Hell yeah, Gary Busey. And that's one of the best parts of this movie is his just rampant I, he energy. Just and brought his own theories to the movie and every once in a while throws one out. It's either a joke or a conspiracy theory or both. Yeah. <laughs> he I, I, has I, the best quotes in the movie. Yeah, everything down. he says is pretty much brilliant, if not completely and totally unpolitically correct right but i mean it's half just of the quotes you can't we yeah, can't quote no, here no. but i mean like little things towards the end of the movie like the the cab drivers are pretending to be cops <laughs> yeah and, and the guy's like what do i say next and he's like tell him you're batman, tell me batman. <laughs> <laughs> it's just <laughs> random no one pays him any attention but that's the advice he gives <laughs> tell him you're batman and then there's the big like stop yep. the, like the uh, adam baldwin has given this speech about how they have to pull together and make this something and and he's like hey one second here. There's one thing you got to remember. I don't work on January 8th because that's Elvis' birthday. <laughs> he gets up on a cab and starts doing an Elvis. He starts doing terrible Elvis snarling and leg uh, bouncing. And then, which for some reason, Mr. Everybody T. Everybody else gets into the Everyone act gets real excited. Quick. Yeah. Just like, yeah, we're going to do that too. There Mr. was so T much cocaine the, on this movie set. Uh, it was and, the 80s. And yeah. then, after they've revamped all the cabs, he has to show off his, you know, souped up stereo in the car. Oh, God. Once again, drags Adam Baldwin. Adam Baldwin is just like. He is like the, Adam Baldwin's the, just being dragged along. Well, I was saying, like, he's, like movie. The, he's the audience proxy. Like yeah. when they wanted to go from scene to scene, like All right, just grab him, right, yeah. <laughs> bring him over here, so that the audience will have somebody to relate to. But Adam Baldwin, for some reason, thinks that Gary Busey is hilarious, and it might be a defense mechanism so that he, it might Busey be just doesn't kill him. He's like yeah, a real be, fucking person, <laughs> and he's like, "What the hell am I looking at?" Yeah, I think he's just terrified, and like he's just reacting to the dialogue he is There's yet one to point hear. Where Busey is <laughs> right. like when they go to pick up, they they figure they're going to get fares. Mm-hmm. outside the men's strip club. They're going to get all the ladies that come out. Right. So they get them there waiting in the doorway, <laughs> and then the guys jump on the car hoods and start dancing, and mm-hmm. you know you got the Barbarian Brothers shaking their butts, and Tyrone's like doing kicks in the air what and pretending to masturbate. And- I, he punches himself in the dick like three times. <laughs> yeah. I don't understand that one. I thought that was a hilariously exaggerated no, joke. No, no, he, no, was, he was actually hitting himself. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it I, was. I think that's what it was supposed to be, but he was so cracked out in that moment that he was yeah. literally... And you have Paul Rodriguez like dancing, like acting like a, he's some kind of gigolo. He keeps and saying then, that he is. But Gary Busey says something to Adam Baldwin <laughs> just before he leaves, and I swear to you, he like just jabs him in the face because he he's gesticulating so wildly <laughs> and so coked up. And you can just see Adam Baldwin like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> what the hell did this guy just do? I, I'm telling you right now, next, like, you know, we always say like, well, what are we going to say when we meet these people at conventions? Next time I see Adam Baldwin, I'm asking him about Gary Busey. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, without a doubt. Like, I see Gary Busey on the set, just like the Tasmanian devil. Yeah. You know, how he just breezes through. And, yeah. Hey, man, we rolling yet? Yeah. And rolling just, yet? I'm yeah. rolling. Come on, let's go. Oh, my yeah, and just things start flying around <laughs> right. and you like, you know where he's been, but you never quite see when it, where he is. You just see dust time. settling like we, papers. We, we've joked about the, the convention thing, like asking other people like about, hey, what was it like to work with this person? I am totally fucking doing that. Oh yeah, yeah. I think you have to. Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Or if you ever meet Mr. T, you have to ask. Sure, him. I'll sure. ask Gary Busey what it's like to work with Gary Busey. <laughs> but no, he won't remember. <laughs> he won't remember. He won't remember this movie. I want uh, the the third person perspective. And maybe. I've heard that he can turn on you in a second at a convention if you ask him the wrong thing. And yeah, there's I, no way to find out what the wrong thing well, is. You know what? It's just whatever clicks in his brain. That's how crazy people work. <laughs> yeah, and that's I'm how okay. insane people work. 
I'm going to let Gary Busey get away with that. Oh, oh sure. <laughs> you otherwise, have he, to. he might tear my face off because he thinks there's cocaine under <laughs> with, with his teeth. Because he's the monkey. He's the <laughs> face-ripping monkey. That, that is correct. Yeah, I hate when that happens. That's how you should treat Gary Busey, like yes. a face-ripping monkey. <laughs> it's so true. And well, that was Adam Baldwin's <laughs> yes, response. He was I, like, I think if you gave show. Mr. Rhythm a quarter, he would probably tell you. <laughs> yeah. Watch out for Gary Busey. He's a face-ripping what monkey. What you got to do is stay away from the Busey when he's doing the cocaine. Are you Bill Cosby now? That's what he slipped into that every once in a while. So he did. Yeah, yeah. And Adam Baldwin slips in and out of the Southern accent only when he's talking to Tyrone. Mostly, it's just, "Hey, Tyrone, we gonna go down?" It's like, "Whoa, where did that come from?" (laughs) And it becomes slightly the black accent too, where it's like, "Ooh, you're walking a thin line here, Adam." Well, it's during that whole like 20 minute bonding scene where he's like, "I'm from the New South, and we're all brothers, and you're gonna be my brother, and we're gonna go to the Mm. airport and steal fares or something." It's just well, which we should point out. This is why we can't understand Tyrone because during this whole thing, at one point he rips off his like right. his rollered up Jerry curl do, and he's like got normal like short hair underneath of it, and yeah. he's just like I'm not actually as I want you to you know everyone to think I'm crazy you yeah. know cracked out guy I'm really not I went to college uh, and then but he still kind of like starts ramping up the crazy even when he reveals himself yeah. so it's like because he gets like right up in Adam Baldwin's like, grill and is making faces at him you know it's like Dave Chappelle crazy faces <laughs> you know yeah. And it's like, so you're pretending to be slightly more crazy than you are? Yeah. Is that? Okay. It's like, you're pretending well to played. be exactly as well crazy played. as you are, but wearing a wig. Yes. <laughs> okay. And he loves Irene Cara for some reason. Yes. Who plays and herself. Yeah. The, the movie. movie doesn't do it itself any favors by telling you in the opening credits that Irene Cara will be showing up as herself. Mm-hmm. So there's no like amazing mm-hmm. surprise there when he finally gets to meet her yeah and it also has nothing to but the only benefit to that is like she says something like i'm performing at the white house and then for a minute straight he's like the white house no shit ain't that some shit the white house well fuck me the white house it's like what <laughs> yeah it's just a riff that yeah. they let him go yeah. on she, oh, oh, that, oh, there's oh. a scene we oh, forgot. Oh, oh, when, uh, oh, when Adam Baldwin, there are plenty of scenes we forgot. <laughs> yeah. When Adam Baldwin is first writing with Gary Busey, uh-huh. and they pick up a, a girl who works at the Venus Club. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. This is just the movie. <laughs> saying, nudity. Just, time for some nudity. <laughs> time for some nudity. And so we are in 80s comedy. Nudity yes. must happen. She <laughs> takes her shirt and bra off in the cab mm-hmm. because she has to take her bra off. Like, because she's going to have bra she's marks on her skin. She doesn't want bra marks when she gets to work. Because mm-hmm. this topless club is like, there's 50 strippers. <laughs> or yeah. just waitresses. I waitresses. Come on. They're classy. I, I apologize. Mm-hmm. They were wearing, like, you know, cuffs. Yes. Classy bitches. <laughs> classy bitches. Yes. So, <laughs> she she stiffs them on the fair. Mm-hmm. And then Gary's like, well, go on. You got to go get the fair, man. Get the fair. And he... So he sends in Adam Baldwin. He sends in Adam Baldwin, who walks in and, like... 50 girls topless just walk by for <laughs> no fucking out of reason. the movie. I mean, yeah. literally, it's just like someone opened up the it's container like of topless girls and they all just <laughs> fell out. Yeah. I mean, they the, the, that topless clown car. Yeah, they, exactly. They, they must have fired the horror wrangler. <laughs> <laughs> They're all loose. We knew that. That's why we hired him. So Adam um, Baldwin's in there. He's like, give me the fare. And the bouncer throws him out. Well, the girl <laughs> says, this guy's trying to cop a feel. Right. She doesn't want to pay. You know, so yeah, so he gets tossed out on his face, you know, one of those literal yeah, yeah. pose. Pick him up mm-hmm. by the belt and throw him. So Gary Busey goes in to get I'll the get money. It. <laughs> it's just, 
what he does is so stupid. <laughs> and no, he it's runs. Done. It's brilliant. She's no, got they, part they, of what he does is they brilliant. They flash to her walking. You know, walking, and she's got tips in her what money? She's okay. got money in her <laughs> in her panties in her g string. Mm-hmm. I assume tips. Um, and so Gary Busey runs in, snatches. <laughs> Her panties <laughs> and tips with the money. Wait, Would you say he was not being cowardly? He was. Uh, um, <laughs> just trying to think of it. Oh, words. dear. Yeah, but yeah, but he grabs it. He's like, "Yeah, I got the money." <laughs> yeah, and runs out the door and snags a little Venus statue on the way out and dives into the car. Right. It's while this woman runs out into the middle of the street. Money clenched in one hand, doing the random ass statue in another. Like, let's go! I got it. (laughs) Doing that Gary Busey shuffle run. Like it's some sort of scavenger hunt. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That scene does kind of ramp up the whole butthorn entrance to a whole different degree. Yeah, it's just like, what the hell kind of random is he doing? What? Why did he grab the statue? Just let him go with it. Busey, he does what he does. Monkey face. He has an Oscar. Statue. The statue was white. He thought it was made of cocaine. <laughs> I'm gonna snort this Venus. Melt it down. <laughs> Papa God. needs more cocaine. Venus to my nose. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I hate you. You see him oh, in the. Uh, you. God. So basically, the first act is introducing all the guys. Yes. The second act, the only conflict is finding the violin. Once they do, apparently there's a big reward, and the reward is ten thousand dollars. And every one of the cab drivers is certain. acts like this is like five hundred thousand dollars. Well, like and then it's, it's going also going to make them split, rich. Like yeah, it's going to be split ways. twelve ways, yeah. and they're all going to take the money and instantly run. It's just like we got our seven hundred dollars. Yeah, it's like you're going to get eight hundred dollars, <laughs> and you guys are acting like you they're like just, going to Tahiti. Yeah, <laughs> time to go. It's, I'm not working for this shitty cab company anymore. It doesn't anymore. make any sense. But then, of course, the wife, the wet blanket wife, takes the money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She, so they don't get it, and they're all about to burn down her house. But she has a flamethrower because, oh, yeah. yeah, because he because uh, he had a flamethrower. Look back from Nam, right? Like, like you do, and yeah, yeah. pieces apparently Just snuck that right into the country. <laughs> the flamethrower. That was how he lit the fires in his fireplace. Yes, yes. which is so that's cool. how she gets them away from the house. <laughs> It's it's so sad. You probably couldn't even get a working flamethrower in a movie nowadays. It would be all CGI bullshit. Yep. But like this movie just uses it to light a fire inside. Fireplace. Like apparently inside a studio. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, yeah. that's cool. No I mean, problem. There was a guy with an extinguisher his, off his side. His mantle was fucking singed all to hell. It was yeah. beautiful. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like he just does this all I was the time. Not it fucking was around. nice. Yeah. But yeah, so they, so they don't have any money and they're all no. going to quit. And that's when Adam Baldwin gives them the, the rally of the troops speech. Mm-hmm. And, and he saved up some money. And he saved up the yes. money that he inherited from his dad. Which he He's going to save. And they all the buy company. fancy jackets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they get, get jackets. jackets. They paint the building. Uh-huh. Put they up a repair. Sign. Uh, yeah, they put up a sign. Yep. They repair and paint the cabs. Yep. Mr. T pimps out his cab. He, he pimps he gets, out his cab to impress his niece or something because she keeps wanting to ride in the pimp mobile down at the corner. And right. so he literal pimps pimp out, mobile. Yes, literally. Three pimps in this car. He then pimps out his cab. And <laughs> I mean, really pimps it's it out. It's got a Rolls Royce grill. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. He's he's uh, got gold uh, like horns on the gold front horns. Of it. Yeah. Right. The uh, Rolls Royce grill is gold. Yeah, All gold. the trim is gold. Sure. Yeah. The interior is uh, the fuzzy white uh, tiger print. Right. Yeah. yeah. But the but best part, the piece de resistance, <laughs> is his little cab sign on top. They're all shaped like little uh, like the Capitol building now, right. mm-hmm. and they say DC cab on them. Mm-hmm. But his, his. <laughs> yes. His. 
has a little rotating airplane that flies around the Capitol. <laughs> so awesome. And it's gold. We and saw it gold. and we were like, is that? Is that? And then the camera panned away. We're like, I don't know. Was it? And then the camera pans back. We're like, it is. Hooray. <laughs> Greatest thing ever. Best cab in yeah. the existence of cabs. Which then ends the pimp storyline immediately because mm-hmm. I guess the niece is now impressed his cab with his is better. Right. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So that ends. Yeah. <laughs> and then you get to the third act where they're like, hey, plot. Shit. We need like 20 or 30 more minutes of this movie. Mm-hmm. We've ran. Busey has ran out yeah. of riffs <laughs> so, at this point. Like random people kidnap some kids from Hogwarts. Well, yeah. Well, I was going to say part of part of Tyrone's side story is he was uh, driving these maids who worked at the consulate to work every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, friends of uh, people in the neighborhood, something like that. Yep. And every time he did this, uh, Harry Potter and Hermione jump out from the, the uh, gate and pelt him with eggs. Right. And the maid keeps telling him, stop throwing eggs at Tyrone. Yeah. How many times have I told you to stop throwing eggs? Exactly. They, they keep throwing once Tyrone, because Tyrone's the only one that walks away after the rally of the troop speech. Yeah. Says, fuck this. I'm right. out. So uh, Adam Baldwin has taken his route. Right. And he's still. And so he's driving yeah. these people to, to their work. Mm-hmm. And the kids are still pelting the, the cab with eggs. Yeah. Well, they're about to. And uh, then, they hit it like once, okay, and right. then all of a sudden, there's a nun that's standing out front who suddenly just grabs one of the kids. Mm-hmm. And a van pulls yeah. up. Dudes jump out with guns, yeah. grab the other kid, and they're all screaming. And they basically force Adam Baldwin into the cab. Yeah, well, I think he jumps off. out to like help because I, I I don't know if they shot or shot at, and she fell down. But shot one of the uh, one of the uh, maids gets hit. Yeah, okay. and goes down, and right. like he jumps out to help, and they grab him too. Right, because he's valuable. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> That's animal mother. Of course mm-hmm. he is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so that kicks off the whole kidnapping. That subplot. kicks off the. So, and we were all just kind of stunned. We're like, wait, they're, they're doing a plot. Well, it's, the violent plot was violently thrust into the movie. Yeah. All of a sudden it was <laughs> yeah. like, wait, what, what's happening? Yeah. The first time other than the, uh, the mugger first gun in the entire movie. Right. And yeah. he just kind of, they little, capture yeah. because Adam Baldwin decides to drive fast. Oh, wait, yeah, I guess they the do car. resolve the, the mugger well, thing. But I'm saying, like, no, he gets away. Like in the middle of it, they they start tackling uh, Tyrone and who was in the back seat. Oh, that's no, right. He but does then, get but away. then Mr. T grabs him and Ross yeah. decks him. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. No, she she him that's right. That's right. All right. And then the cops take him. Away. I think I just so that got resolved. I just didn't think it was going to be resolved because I I thought there was going to be more to it. Like he was targeting. You're still caught up in the PCP bullets thing. Yeah. This movie is mostly side quests. Sure. Random, <laughs> nonsensical, story-related side quests. Go fetch me 50 muggos. <laughs> yeah, so, but what happens is, okay, the kids get 50 kidnapped. 50 tusks. Adam Baldwin gets kidnapped. Yes. Main quest kicks in. Yeah, main quest kicks in. But now then, we're side-questing our conversation. I know, I heard you. Don't worry. Okay. You needed 10 widgets to bring back to the, to the wizard. You can do side quests and the main quest. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But yeah, it so, all goes the same direction anyway. <laughs> and this is the part where I was just like, "Fuck you, movie! What the shit?" You got angry. I do. You I, were sincerely angry. I hate when angry when movies treat us like idiots, and which is exactly what this does. And I know it's the early '80s, and that was like, well, the it, modus operandi for every movie. Then, but what happens is they start to explain it. Yeah, I was going to say it's, it. It wasn't the plot itself that made you angry. It was the authorities' reaction. To the situation the that people, made you furious, and his friends in the cab. Where <laughs> yeah. I didn't think no, the friends never turned on him. Yeah, no, I don't no. think they ever turned on him. All right, so immediately the the authorities blame Adam Baldwin for the kidnapping because surprise because of his his money. Right. Yeah, you know he he's clearly the has guy. ties but, to, but he is Soviet the only Union. suspect. Right. Yeah. Well, that's because, like, I mean, all despite right. there being like four witnesses there, <laughs> well, two of which were armed guards for the fucking consulate. <laughs> yes, but I don't. I think they were like. 
a ways away or something. I don't because all right, one of the maids goes, one of the maids gets shot or is in the hospital, and she's just like apparently forgets everything because they're asking, showing her pictures. She's like, I don't mm-hmm. know what this is, yeah. and then the other one is. Kind of in, in on it or something. I think she was in on it. They yeah. go to her, her apartment. Yeah, because they, they go to her apartment and bust the fucking door down. And yeah, Mr. T kicks the door. Yeah. But anyway, so yes, but the, immediately everyone's like, he did it. And they're after him. Right. And that's where you were yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> movie. How well, dare even, you, movie. And, and even, but even all his guys are like, well, where did he get that money from? No, they, they mm. weren't. They, no, they were trying to, like, stupidly... They were trying not to say he's where all the money came from. Yeah, they, were, they, they, were, they were trying not to. And then, No, but even like Gary Busey, when they're all in the diner before they before Tyrone shows back up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but he's like, I don't know. We just didn't know that guy. Yeah, he's we? just, well, you know, damn Ruskies. <laughs> <laughs> they're everywhere. Yeah. yeah but anyway, so he's prime suspect number one. Yeah. And, they, and they're the only ones who are going to go and find him. Mm-hmm. Right. Because Which, the authorities won't do it because they think he's done it. So why would they look for him? Yeah, I don't so know. It makes no sense. It seems like the, the investigation the FBI, is over. It, yeah, the investigation is non-existent. Really. Yeah. They yeah. just go hassle the woman in the hospital. Right, yeah. That's the extent of the Tell investigation. Tell us what you know. <laughs> oh, and they shut down the cab company. Right. Oh, yeah. For yeah. no reason. Because, well, no because reason. They have, they've got money. Ill-gotten gains all of a sudden. Sure. So shut it down. Yeah. Shut it all down. <laughs> they can't prove any of that, and no, they have no reason to really suspect. Sure. Or investigate. now. I mean, so then, like, the team breaks up, and then they all sort of rally together. Mr. T gives the greatest speech of all time. Oh, God. Yeah, was they, that was that the, the yeah. genesis of the going to get him? Because I thought that was, yeah. like, they yeah, were, yes. like, kind of giving up or something. No, they were, they were. Well, what happens is... Just walking through... <laughs> they, well, they steal two cabs from the green cab guys right. when they leave the diner. Yeah. And then they just... I don't know what they were doing. Well, I, th- exactly. I think they, I they, think they went to the hospital around. and they went to the ladies' house first, yeah. and they were like, "Well, we don't know what to do. We might as well give yeah, up." Yeah, they were, they no were chasing ah, yes. leads, and right. what happens is they Adam Baldwin yeah. escapes his captors, gets into the Breaking. garage, radios to the uh, to Cap the home company. base. Yeah, yeah. and only, which there only, only the homeless guy yeah. is there. Right. He's and so he hops the into the cab that doesn't have any wheels or something. <laughs> no, it's got and, wheels. It's just dragging in the back. Yeah. But and he, he's he is throwing just off sparks. screaming. I mean, the yeah. entire conversation, he is just screaming at Adam Baldwin. Well, that, that, most conversations in this movie no, are I know, screaming. No, I know, but mm-hmm. yeah, it was just... Because it's a wacky comedy <laughs> show. <Sure>. Everybody's <laughs> shouting. Energy up, volume up. Yeah. So, so Adam Baldwin basically says, hey, I'm... I'm at, there's... He's at a farmhouse, there's a windmill. windmill. There's a windmill, and And, I see Bruce Lee. Right. And then he has to go because he sees the people are going, the kidnappers are going to check downstairs on the kids. So he has to get back in there. So, of course, he promptly gets captured when this happens. Mm -hmm. And they, this is when homeless guy pulls up on the group that's going, well, we don't know what to do. I guess we got to give up. And then says, "Okay, here's where he is, or here's kind of." And they're like, "That doesn't make that doesn't make sense. What are yeah. we? How? There's a million farms." Yeah, blah, and they're blah. just like, "Let's give up." And right. Mr. T's like, "No, no, He's, nobody's giving up." Yeah, he didn't give up on us. We're not gonna give up on him. He starts yeah. giving a speech, and glory, glory, how Louis starts to play, uh-huh. and the camera does that. Track zoom. Right. Where he just see like in Jaws he's, he's or standing, Yeah. He's standing in front of the Lincoln Memorial giving the speech and it's the greatest moment of Well, because you don't know that right away because <laughs> no. the track zoom yeah. like as it widens out as it's getting sort of not really closer, but it looks that way. Right. It widens well, out the, the shot starts and, coming yeah. into focus. Yeah. <laughs> and you see that he's standing in front of the Lincoln Memorial. And somebody said he better be standing in front of the Lincoln Memorial. Uh, that was yeah. Chuck. I did. Yeah. 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 I was like, and then, Please be and then he is. He does this whole thing and then he turns around and, and salutes fucking eight and salutes Abraham Lincoln. And everyone's like, yeah, the greatest of all time. Yep. We got to go get out of Baldwin. Jock's I, right there. Yes. <laughs> well, I had I had briefly turned on the movie for the stupid kidnapper yeah. bullshit. Yes. Everybody hates him. I had to. And I'm like, fuck. 
damn it, I was having such a good time, <laughs> and now they brought me down, and that was the glorious moment when everything mm-hmm. opened back up. They it's reeled like, us the hell back in. Oh, so yeah. Roller coaster. Just when we thought we were out, they pulled <laughs> they us back in, right Hook in the lip, just yank. <laughs> I threw that, my, that was more in the gill. Just yeah, like, yeah. oh, you're definitely coming. Get hooked yeah. on DC. I threw my notebook in joy this time. <laughs> yes. So they have those leads. Uh-huh. Yep. And they have his farmhouse, got a windmill. Mm-hmm. It's near the airport, and, yeah, Bruce, and Bruce Lee Lee's there. Yep. So they so, fan out like the kids on the bikes, just like, where, where is it? It's yeah. farm yep. somewhere. <laughs> and so then what happens is Mr. T and the Barbarian Brothers pull up on a place where <laughs> the, the name on the, the name Lee. on. <laughs> the mailbox says Bruce Lee L E I G H, but it's a farmhouse with a windmill. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. obviously, yeah. and one of the barbarian brothers says, "Well, that's Bruce Leg." <laughs> and he says, "Stay in school." <laughs> I told you, fool! You better stay in school. There you go. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and so they they well, they kind of start sneaking around outside the house before this hap- Before mm-hmm. they start sneaking out. Uh, they're sneaking around the house. One of them goes to the trunk and pulls the spare tire out of the trunk. Yeah, I thought that was going to come into play. And carries it off screen. It I doesn't. didn't see that. I didn't even notice that. Yeah, well, I, there was the part where Mr. T was going to wield a car bumper as a weapon at one point. Oh, yeah. Earlier, yeah. <laughs> An entire car bumper. Right. Well, I mean, that's yeah. his prerogative. But, He's yeah. Mr. T. But they show the three of them kind of like sneaking around outside the house. And then you cut to this family where there's like two grandparents and like three grandkids <laughs> just sitting around dinner. the table and you know what's coming and it's still so awesome when it happens is the three of them from the three corn like there's two windows and a, there's and a two back windows door. and yeah. a back door yeah. and simultaneously the three of them bust through mm-hmm. like oh and it, house it had to have just been they only hit, it could do it in one take too because they fall all over each other breaking in yeah but they did nail the timing oh yeah. yes oh, they yeah. got the timing right and they go wrong house yeah and, and then they, they just, just kind of storm back out like like t kicks it kicks the rest of the frame out of the way, the door out of the way. oh it was beautiful yeah. yeah but then eventually they find the place where they are and, and bruce lee was playing on a drive-in theater right. yeah because adam Baldwin which are used to be movie stupid. screens outside that you pulled your car up to and watched them so yes yeah, it's, it's just like phone apparently it was 3d because there were people with 3d glasses including gary busey <laughs> I, busey was the only one at first and then i i, I don't there was know. another kid there where oh, okay yeah, there were at least four people in that okay. scene with 3d because he was probably busey was like where are these but where did, <laughs> where, where did he get them he's like showed up at the last second that's what i, I think he just had them. I, I think he just saw a drive-in was they, like i better put these on they sprung out fully <laughs> he's got him in the wall he's got him in his wallet next to his lucky rubber yeah <laughs> lucky rubber. Oh, god. god busey oh. which he said it. he yeah. says so many amazing things in this oh, movie but i'll bring a lucky rubber Gross. But yeah, so uh. they find them and they pretend to be cops and shine the lights and then they have a flashing light and they get the cu- the kidnappers to come outside with the kids. Mm-hmm. And then Tyrone just like he just runs. They're, up. they're trying to pretend to be cops, <laughs> Tyrone. and then he just can't resist fucking it up. He, he just runs, runs out in the middle. Keep, keep in mind, none of these people are armed. No, except mm-hmm. the kidnappers. No, so he runs up to them, gets about ten feet away, and goes, "Give me the kids," <laughs> and they go. Wait, these aren't fucking cops. They're cab drivers. Are you guys idiots? <laughs> and Tyrone's like, oh, shit. shit. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, this gives T time to jump on their heads. <laughs> right, because mm-hmm. he was up on the roof. He snuck around, tactical maneuver. Sure. It's, mm-hmm. it's Mr. Goddamn T. Yeah. And this, Have some respect, this starts, son. This starts Fight them fools. <laughs> among the dumbest car chases I've seen in a while. It's kind of dumb. 
because they take off in the van with Adam Baldwin. The kids are fine. Kids are just like they vanish from that point well, forward. There's the there is one funny bit of comedy they did before that because what's that? They extendedly show Adam Baldwin blindfolded and hogtied <laughs> yeah. trying to get out of his bindings. Like right. he's oh, tied yeah. behind the back to the chair, but then also to like some kind of piece of farm equipment right. and he's stumbling all it over. It looks like a big pallet. Yeah. He's yeah. falling all over the place trying to get out of this and eventually he does after, I mean, it, it cuts back and forth. So it's like five, 10 minutes of sure. screen time. Not not screen time, but just you know passing time. Right, and he finally gets out of it, takes off his blindfolds, and the two kids are just standing there completely free, and they're like, "Yeah!" Because <laughs> yeah. yeah, the kids yeah. mentioned this is like the third time. Yeah, kids. that is like the only scripted gag yeah. that is like nailed oh, it totally. It just totally still works. Awesome. Yeah, but yeah, then <laughs> so he's rolling around in the back of the van yeah, they, with the yeah, kidnapper. They, they've only got him at this point, yeah. who has no value whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but they're holding on to him at gunpoint for no reason. I guess to get the cabbies to back off. But. Sure. Well, and the cabbies are just—they pull up alongside it and they start bashing it with bats. Yeah. I mean they're and they're Roz total road is, warrior style. Yeah, Roz is point. throwing whatever she has in her purse at him, and mm-hmm. except her vibrator, right? Which she gives to Bill Maher, and Bill Maher's like, "Oh, priorities." I'm Bill Maher, the penguin. See, <laughs> Bill Maher, the penguin. Yeah. If I ever have a penguin, I'm going to name him Bill Maher. <laughs> For you. Thanks. But they all have like bats and stuff, and they're beating the hell out of the van, and Busey's ramming it from behind, and, and it's hey. just basically attempting to kill everyone in the van. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're not trying to get him to pull it. They're trying to just blow up the van. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, they, they eventually rescue him by doing the pull up alongside sure. and pull jump him, to the other car. Right, and, and, and the kidnappers are just hanging on to him for dear life. Well, and his no. boots pop off. Yeah. But then the when he finally gets out, we're like, van go off the side of the road over a cliff and explode. Right. Oh, we were hoping and for it. it cuts to a dead inside and you're like, wait for it. Yeah. But no, not quite that spectacular, but they do manage to crash through the middle of the the drive-in theater screen. Right. Which then completely cliff. collapses, which is, you know. Awesome. Uh-huh. But and then they huzzah, and it should have been a freeze frame, but they cut to this shitty parade so that they can show you everybody in the movie with The world's worst parade. parade. It's terrible. It's yeah. four cabs and a marching band of about 15 people. They're all moving as slow as possible to mm-hmm. stretch the parade out. But there's as, people all over the place, like giving them a t- ticker tape parade. It's like, well, yeah, they're the, heroes. They save the diplomats' old woman children. Confetti at yeah. Them. <laughs> it's like, I they they save the children who have been kidnapped multiple times. Yeah. They get a plaque. Yeah. From, mm-hmm. from, from the little Shuffle, weasel yeah. guy. Yeah. 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 Oh, who was being what's his guy's wife? Right. Yes. Yeah. I didn't, for some reason, I didn't realize that was him. I, Yes, it the, the wet blanket close. wife that we <laughs> yeah. hated anyway. <laughs> mm-hmm. Turns out she was cheating on him with right. the guy who was like the evil, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. whatever, uh, hack. Hack guy, inspector. Hack inspector. Mm-hmm. Yes. Anyway, and so they all get a happy parade. They get ending. a medal. DC Cab Company's open. They get a parade yes. of, you know, 10 people. and Wait. Hooray. <laughs> yeah. So Credits. let's rate this because we've Credits talked about and, it for a while. Yeah. It's because it's awesome. About. End Good movie. movie. And then a little joke after the credits. And we should point yeah. out, this is written and directed by Joel Schumacher. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Mr. and Batman directed and Robin. Totally redeemed yourself. Yeah. So, there's that. You put this movie on ice. <laughs> ice disease. Shut up. <laughs> no, they put Bruce Lee on ice. So the economy gets better. Yeah. Like a star another out. of Gary Busey's things. <laughs> yes. He just God. jumps into a scene. Couldn't have been Bruce Lee. <laughs> I froze him in carbon. He's not dead. <laughs> Yep. Yeah. So, all right. Rate it. I'm sure I'm going to be alone in this, but I'm giving it four jocks. I I, fucking loved this movie. You and me both. Four jocks all the way. I love the shit out of this movie, and I will watch it again. I am going to watch it again soon, probably. Okay. I I can only go three. 
Because you suck. Busey gets two. <laughs> Busey gets two. Busey gets two. How All many right. does Mr. T get? He gets one. And that's it? Mm. But actually, it was... It, it, Honestly, the jock scene with the Mr. T speech yes. itself yeah. is is this is like, so that's close only to a one five. of his jobs. This but, is I mean, so close to a five yes. for me because I fucking love this movie. This is the kind of fucking weird ass non sequitur '80s movie that I like. Mm-hmm. What, all right, we we got you know we acquired a bunch of movies that we were ready like you know lined up on the shelf like we're ready to watch these movies. Right. These are these are on standby in case we can't find anything. Yes. And I saw DC Cap. I've wanted to see DC Cap for so <laughs> long. Mm-hmm. You have no idea, and I don't know why I never did. Yeah. And this, at least it didn't disappoint. This exceeded my expectations. And I, I like last night when I was looking at these movies, I'm like, man, I just want I want a weird kind of semi raunchy eighties comedy. There it is. I, and I was you like, got it. <laughs> and I had no idea that's what this was at all. And I'm like, I'm looking through all these movies. I'm like, no, no, this looks like it might. No, this looks stupid. <laughs> like I wanted like, you know, ski, surf, snow patrol, whatever. I wanted like yeah. a movie like that where it's like hot dog. The movie. Yes, I wanted hot dog the movie or something like that. And like this was that, but with cabs. Yep. Right. <laughs> so Chuck, yeah, what's your rating? I give it four. Also, yeah, four. Um, it, it can't quite get a five because technically it's a comedy, and a lot of the times when it tries to be funny, it's not. But there's so much other good stuff going on in it that it sort of makes up for it. There's some stuff that's not supposed to be funny that is, and then mm. there's a couple jokes that do land, but then there's some awkward like twenty minutes of yeah race drama. <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah. and Bill Maher like giving that. that weird fucking four. Oh god, that was speech. like a five yeah. minute speech yeah. of sadness. It was just like. Cab driving will suck out your soul, and the <laughs> yeah. angel of death. It was Bill Maher being Bill Maher. Yeah, I mean, there were there were three or four moments where the movie just ground to a halt when people were talking about suicide and death and uh, equating it to driving. Well, that was a right cab. before, like the um, you know, Mr. Rhythm gave him the like, if you make it through to morning and don't commit suicide, you win. Or yeah, something like that. And he goes be alive. and then he goes and talks to Bill Maher, and he's like, cab soul, you should right. probably don't kill yourself. You <laughs> 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 have to listen to me. Right. Yeah. So we do have so, Silent Jen here. <clears throat> Let's get a rating out of her. What's, I already what's got the rating? it. Four. It's a four joxer. So it's just you. What's it's your just me. defect? I'm a terrible you. person. Yeah. The movie offended you. It made you mad at one point. Yeah. Like, I, it's tough to give a four or yeah. a five when I, have a, when I have a ranting at the screen it moment. It made you furious. That's okay. The, you know, and I understand that if it had not so gloriously recovered from that. I know. It did. And yeah. like I said, it would also have been stuck even, at a three. Even kind of tried to halfway explain it. Well, not very kind well. Kind of. I mean, yeah. and there it's was some three is not like I freaking hated it, guys. I, yeah, I know. I know. Okay. I just keep <laughs> I want you to watch DC Cab. If I, I just want to talk about this movie. You see. Yes. You should watch DC Cab again. Eventually. Okay, good. All right. Mr. T and Busey. Yeah. Yes. After we watch the Barbarian <laughs> Brothers movie. No. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, you right. could you could watch this movie and like only watch the Gary Busey scenes, which is most of the scenes. But <laughs> all of them if you count them trying to be in every scene. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well it would cut out the Bill Maher uh-huh. right. you know, the extended Bill Maher That's take. That's true. He didn't he didn't would... like sneak up like I'm the keyboard. Play <laughs> 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 <Climb> my teeth. <laughs> oh, why wasn't he on set that day? I, I don't know. I got some licorice <laughs> for the black keys. Come on. <laughs> it's black and tartar. <laughs> Tell your Batman. <laughs> anyway. But if you if you watch this movie Joe. with only the Gary Busey scenes, you would get probably a five jocks yeah. movie. You will understand why we are high on on Gary Busey yes. because he, yeah, he is yeah. fucking crazy. Yeah. So all right, let's, let's there's let's, genius in madness. So oh yeah, let's absolutely. get to the break because we have a veritable shitload of voicemails that we have to veritable shit board in, in the in the good way. That kind of shitload. The yeah. Good shit. Load. All right. Good shit. <laughs> Yay. Good shit. 
All right, and welcome back. Hey, welcome back. Second half. Second half. Bamfcast. Yeah. This is the second half of the Bamfcast. This is the voicemail half. Uh-huh. Yay, voicemails. Yay. We got lots of them. So Hooray, voice. We have let's, a grip of voicemails. Let's waste no time and jump right to the first one. And, and I'm not even going to introduce it because, well, it just does its own job of that. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Hey, Bamfcast! Bamfcast! Thanks for a great show! Just wanted to call and say thank you for all the entertainment. Oh, what is that? It's the answer of the day, brought to you by Peter from Seattle. Hello. I just was calling to see what you guys think. I was watching Rambo, not Rambo, sorry, Rocky 2 the other day with Carl Weathers and Sylvester Sloan. And I was wondering at the time. I just realized that every 80s action hero always was greased up. Sylvester Stallone in every one of his movies. Jean-Claude Van Damme. The guy from Arena. Arnold Schwarzenegger, especially in Commando. And then I was thinking, you know what? They don't do that anymore. Taylor Lautner walks around with his shirt off all the time, but... I don't think he's ever oiled up. And I was wondering, what do you guys think about that? Do you miss it? Because I kind of do. kind of was more of a masculine, badass, I'm greased up kind of thing. And nowadays it's just dry skin, maybe you get a little dirt on it, but it's never oily. So let me know. Thanks. All right. Thanks, Peter. All right. Now it's time for saxophone. <laughs> Do you think Gary Busey played Careless Whisper when he played the saxophone? I hope he did. Yeah. Wow. I hope that's the first thing everyone who plays the saxophone learns to play. Well, duh. I think they should. Yeah. It's like scales. It's like learning to play a riff from Stairway to Heaven. Mm -hmm. Right. It's kind of like... Yeah. This is what you do. This is what you do. What was so? That, <laughs> that was a. Uh, I don't even know where we are anymore. Is that crazy but, morning zoo calling in? <laughs> was a question about so, the, all the dudes, dudes getting greased up. Uh, the dry look I, is in. That's yeah. well, that's it. Do they still do it in wrestling? They still get greased up, or are they dry now? No, uh, it depends on the person. They're mostly dry. Really? It's, yeah. Triple H still very greasy. Yeah. Um, whatever douche nozzle of the week. No, not so much. Yeah. Seamus, Seamus, not greasy. No. Hmm. But he's also white as a sheet. But yeah, most he might of them blind wear, people. If yeah, he, he, he would. He would. Yeah. Most yeah. everybody now wears some sort of costume, mm. shirts oh, or yeah. vests. Or Mark Henry, strongest man in the world. Mark Henry used to be looked like they dipped him in a vat of Vaseline before <laughs> well, he came out. I think that he was a, just natural fat sweat. lather going on. <laughs> yeah. he had a real lather, lathered works. up. It was especially frightening in his like yeah. braids days. Oh, yeah. I mean, strategically speaking, um, it, it's not a bad idea about wrestling. It's not a bad idea to get all greased up. I mean, if you're going hand to hand, sure, uh, sure, yeah, exactly. When hand, you're going hand to hand, you know, I mean, it's Just like a couple you know, of dudes yeah. you know, try to get grabbed, and it's like whoop, grease pig. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Just like whoop. So, do you guys miss it? <laughs> uh, totally, totally. Um, need lots more grease on my dudes. Yeah, I think it's appropriate to the genre. Uh huh. Uh. I quite yeah. frankly wish Taylor Lautner was greased up. Sure, sure. And sparkly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, they didn't want to confuse any of the viewers. Right. Yeah. They didn't yeah. want him glistening yeah, in the sun. Like, Why is he wet? 
<laughs> Maybe he's part vampire. But yeah. the vamp- the werewolf's not greasy. What's happening? I don't know. Uh, you ever have a greasy werewolf? Mm. Yeah, I had one of those <laughs> yeah. at the burger joint the other day. No, you have to pay extra for that. Yeah, they put the egg on yeah, it. It's get the not greasy werewolf. All right. All right. So, moving on. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Guy. All starts in movies. Yeah, Greasing all. guys up. <laughs> what was his name? I lost it. In all. No, it Peter. 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 I, hey. We don't know if Peter was the actual caller or if Peter was the introduction to the caller. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Alter ego of the caller. Who knows? We don't know. It was a good know. effort. Thanks, Peter. Thanks, Peter. Thanks. Hey, guys. This is Kelly. Just calling in to apologize. I was one of the ones who recommended the Giver. I wasn't trying to make you suffer. I thought you would honestly like it. But it had been a while since I'd seen the movie, so maybe that's why. Uh, I'm sorry. I really am. Maybe through listening to you guys, my taste in movies will improve. As punishment, which movie do you think I should watch? Uh, but given my taste level, I'll probably enjoy it. Uh, bye. (laughs) Well, (laughs) apology accepted. Oh, Dumpster Baby. Man, that's an endurance test. She could watch Theodore Rex. If she has she's a, gonna like it. We need to good for her. We need to punish her. I, she it, specifically requested punishment. Forbidden okay. dumpster baby. Forbidden zone. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, actually, no dumpster baby because <laughs> nobody nobody can like people can like. I mean, they're retards sure. if they like it. But, <laughs> but people can like Forbidden Zone. Okay. People yes. Dumpster baby. Nobody can like. I, I've actually come around on Forbidden Zone. I've, I've heard a few things. Not not that I'm ever going to watch it again, but I can <laughs> appreciate some of the things it did because hmm. I've. You've listen to worst? other shows that have covered it. Oh, okay. And don't listen. To I other don't know shows. why I'm more offended that you are listening to other shows or that oh, you're listening please. to them. Cheater. Anyway, whatever. Cheater. Yes. But no. So so. I'm gonna throw your lover. I, I think I. I <laughs> wow. <laughs> Damn. Bring it back to DC Cab. I think I. I think I'm with Chuck ah, on uh, the- on Theodore Rex. Yeah, uh, I, you know, I was going to like kind of be like big about this and like turn the other cheek and say, you know what, you need to like watch, like, you know, give us five robot jocks and two I come in pieces and you'll be no. repentant. Punishment. She could do that. Yeah. That's not punishment, though. I well, I think it's just you know, I think it's better to rehabilitate than to punish. Yeah, we don't want to hurt this woman. Yeah, she likes us. She fucked up. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> she owned up yes, to it. Yeah. It happens. She yeah. apologized. That's, That's okay. I, mean, I, I she wanted, accepted what it, she I am did. lessening the sentence due to the, uh, you know, she's plea of guilty sure. issued. If she's the type of girl that wants a punishment, I'm yeah, the type she, of man that's going to give it to her. Holy <laughs> cow. She wow, picked, you just went like Bill Maher. <laughs> <Dark on there. laughs> she picked her switch and she came up and said, here. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Kelly, now we have to apologize to you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. So I'm on the next episode, we will apologize to you. Let's move on. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, BMF. Yeah, this is Sunny California. I'm really sorry you guys watched The Diver. I am very angry at whoever recommended that. Um, I also believe I have to withdraw my seconding of MD Geist because when I think about it, everything I've heard of Diver was everyone going, man, this is awesome explosion, awesome costume, behind the scenes trauma, but no one talks about the plot, which as you've detailed to me is because there isn't one which can lead it to being a hodgepodge of shit. And that's the same way you will talk about MD guys. They do not talk about this plot. There may not be one. Meaning this is a hodgepodge of shit. Okay, guys? Bye. Wow. Direct your complaints that, to Kelly. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> if we'd screened these ahead of time, we would have known not to probably play this back-to-back, but nah, well. eh, whatever. Perfectly fine. Everybody's apologizing for different reasons. Blame Kelly.
Yes. So MD Geist. So MD Geist. He's withdrawing his MD Geist recommendation. No, I th- did he? Yeah. 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 Was yeah. That he, official? He, it's well, you're, he a, said. you're a little too late there, sir, because I watched it because somebody said, "Hey, oh. MD Geist is on Hulu." And I said, hey, I can watch Hulu. <laughs> hey. And so I said, hey, let's watch that. And yeah, that movie is, uh, if you want to call it a movie, because it's about 43, 44 minutes long, mm-hmm. uh, is just insanity. There, I guess there's some things to like about it. There's a lot of dudes getting stabbed in the face. Yes. That's um, always good. And like... Continue because because MD Geist is like a dude who's a roboty kind of guy, most dangerous Geist. Yeah, but he looks like a dude for most of the movie, and then eventually he kind of okay. robots the oh, fuck up. I thought up. he was a doctor. Yes, <laughs> Medical Doctor Geist. Doctor Geist. <laughs> Doctor Geist. Geist, we need you. Aging Doctor Geist, we need a brainiotomy <laughs> because he will periodically just grab dudes and squeeze them and make their eyes pop out and their heads explode. Um, awesome. Sure. So yeah, these things happen a lot. Okay. And uh, there's a lot of that, and then it's over. Great. Yeah. So did you like it? Um, <laughs> can you talk about it for forty five minutes? No. Okay then. No, I, I, the, it, it would. I, I would just have to say it would have been a bad choice for us to watch for a movie because we would have we would have just been sitting there like just things happen. <laughs> just right. People exploded. Well, thanks for jumping on that grenade. Yeah, sure, no problem. I figure also it was best choice because like I'm fairly forgiving on anime as much as I pick on it still. Yeah, I don't like anime. Yeah. <laughs> Nah, it's all shit. Yeah. I mean, like just one of the most, kidding. Like, no, one of the most no, beautiful no. animes I've ever seen is Princess Mononoke, and it's like I don't know what the fuck that movie's about. It's just beautiful. I hate that movie. Okay, <laughs> I have no idea what it's about, but that movie is either. beautiful. It's about little tree elves that it, take yes. their heads and I'm just saying and... visually that movie is gorgeous. Sure, looks nice. Yeah. Right on, stupid as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> wow, all oh the god, all the now they're gonna be mad at me. All the anime heats off me now. <sighs> all Whatever. right, let's Sweet. move on. More voicemails. Hey, Banscast. This is Rob from all the way over in the UK. Uh, wanted to call up and give you some belated congratulations on your third anniversary. Uh, I love all your stuff, and I've been having a lot of fun going through all of the old episodes. Um, and I also wanted to say thanks for introducing me to one of my favorite bad movies now, Deathstalker. But I think you missed something about the plot, so I thought I'd call and give you a topic for your second half. And here's the question. What does Deathstalker have in common with the original Star Wars? Uh, If your answer is all the rape, then Lucas has obviously been making a lot of changes since the last time I saw it. Um, So thanks for all the entertainment, and uh, here's the three more years. Uh, Rob out. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Yeah. Well done, Rob. Uh, Uh, Rape was my first guess. Yeah, but apparently that's wrong. That's wrong. So... I'm really blanking. I you know, he has an Obi Wan figure that guides him, kind of. Except if Obi Wan was a pervert who enjoyed watching Luke Skywalker have sex with sure. barbarian women. Well, are I mean, you sure? Are you sure? Ghost Obi Wan wasn't watching Luke Skywalker anyway. Yeah, we don't know what Ghost Obi Wan was. Yeah, he, he was probably watching him make out with Leia and Empire, going, "No, oh, God, I must show up and stop this." Yeah. <laughs> nah, I'll just talk. Kind of hot, but <laughs> creepy. <laughs> um, no, I mean, wasn't it? I mean, the whole kind of point of Deathstalker was didn't he have to kind of eventually unlock his hidden power, the force kind of thing? I mean, like, Maybe. didn't he get the glow at the end of the movie? The <laughs> so glow? Yeah, I, I'm sorry. Everything <laughs> the goes back. Soul glow. Everything comes back to the last dragon for me. I'm, oh, okay. So it just you. happens. Uh, I guess. I don't. I don't know. Um, I, I think I remember that happening. So I mean, if that's what you're dude, talking about, <laughs> somebody gets smashed into a literally a bloody pulp. Mm, I, Wait, that was not in Star Wars. Maybe no. I don't know. 
the, the, the cafe of misfit a man gets creatures. turned into a woman and then almost yeah, there was, yeah there was like the bar scene with all kinds yeah. of yeah there is a bar scene that's, I mean maybe there's true. some running I don't know I don't remember Luke getting a blowjob from anyone during the cantina that was the only Wars. in the theatrical cut in 77 it has oh, since been excised from God, every just what ruined, about when he started my sex with a dude who was uh transfigured into a lady and then he kind of realized halfway through that something wasn't right was that in star wars no no that was entirely created for death Stalker. Oh, okay okay Just <laughs> it is sure. in one of the expanded universe novels though. sure sure oh sure it's a very the dark EU. story yeah. love the eu <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, that, was, that was the real shadows of the empire, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, dark shadows. Um, so yes, rape. Yeah, we, we get. <laughs> we get, we get <laughs> what? What kind of question? We is give that? up if we if we hit it. You know, we yeah. don't expect you to have to call from you know the good old UK again. We appreciate you. Yeah, please fly over to the country and call us locally, yeah, right. <laughs> or send an email to BMF at bmfcast.com or join us at the BMF Cast <laughs> Studios. Sure, just yes. come in. Yeah, just come on in. Just drop on by one day. Yeah. Well, but yeah, whatever the answer is, please call back and let us yeah, know. If Don't leave us hanging. If that's going to be the yeah, worst thing. If we, if we got anywhere near the right answer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Tell us. Can you rearrange Deathstalker to spell Star Wars? No, you Ooh. can't. There's no W. Oh, well. So close. Deathstalker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Deathstalker. Oh. All right. Hey, fellas. It's Mike from Pittsburgh. Uh, I have a topic for you that you haven't discussed. Uh, it's simply, uh, what mo- what was... The, what is the first movie you can remember watching as a kid and then absolutely hating? Because for me, there weren't that many. It was either I liked it or I had no idea what was going on. But for me, the answer would be Problem Child. This is a movie that came out in, I think, 1990 or so. It's basically Beethoven, except for a kid instead of a dog. It is really deceptively cute, and he destroys everything. That's the whole plot of the movie. I think his dad was played by John Ritter. And it seemed to be played at all of my friends' birthday parties when I was like, eight years old or whatever, and I just could not stand it. I just thought, this kid is not a rebel, he's not doing anything, and he's, he's not, you know, oppressed, he's not raging against society, he's just a dick, he's just, you know, all he does is destroy things, and I, he just does not represent kids as a whole, and I really hate to think that anyone would interpret a kid being that way, because he does not speak for all of us. I just could not stand the kid in this movie or the movie in general. And then the movie, director of that movie went on to make several dozen terrible movies with Adam Sandler. So I was right. Okay. That Problem kid was Child did not speak for us. Oh. Problem Child 2, this kid is still a dick. Problem <laughs> <laughs> Child 3, voice of a generation. Problem <laughs> Child 3, this teenager is a dick. <laughs> the dickening. Yes. Man, trying to remember movies that I just hated when I was little. I don't, but first thing I, I remember, remember my head was Dark Crystal. I still don't like that movie. I'm sorry. I never liked it as a kid. I still don't like it. It's dark. It's, it's weird. I don't. It's disturbing like it. yeah. for a young kid. I remember mm-hmm. being creeped out by it. But I. But I, on the other hand, I love Labyrinth. So it's like you know. Well, Jennifer yeah. Connelly. I don't. <laughs> I don't remember any movies. Like I remember movies that I enjoyed, but I don't remember any that I specifically didn't like. Except for I have this vague recollection of, you know, four or five VHS tapes that I just didn't watch because I didn't like them. But I don't remember what they were. Yeah. That's about it. As a kid, I mean, I would watch a movie, and if I liked it, I would watch it over and over again. I guess if I didn't Mm. like it, I just didn't watch it again. The concept of not liking something and having it stay with you didn't register with me. It was just, 
I'm going to watch Star Wars again, or I'm going to watch, you know, yeah. Airplane or something I, I, again. It's not like yeah. Brussels sprouts or something where somebody's force feeding it yeah, to you. Yeah, it's, it's like, okay, I, I understood at a, at a young age that it was a choice to watch entertainment, and if I didn't like it, there was no sense in ever watching it again. Right. And it just never stayed with me, because I will watch movies now that I know I saw as a kid, but can't remember a damn thing about, and it's probably because I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think I just remembered why Dark Crystal sticks in my head like above any others that I remember going like, I don't like this is I think that was the first time I ever went to a video store, got a case with the wrong movie inside. Ooh. And, it, and like oh. it said, dark crystal opened it up and like, yay, dark crystal. I love labyrinth. Let's watch that. And it was like, it was like the old, like 1960s fantastic four cartoon on VHS oh, or something oh, like man. totally fucked up. Not at all, right? So and that's when your utopia was shattered well, forever. I, I, I think I put it in, and like for a second, I'm like, "Oh, this is weird." They have a cartoon before the movie. I, they do that sometimes, and then like, it kept going. I'm like, "This is no." And then, like, and uh, yeah, so I, like I had to go through extra effort. Like we had to go back to get the movie I wanted to see, and then I remember it starting up, and it's like it's weird and creepy and dark. And I'm like, "No, that, do not watch." I should have okay. just watched the cartoon. Yeah, that reminds me of something I remember from being a kid when I was like six or seven. This actually happened, and it scarred me for a long time. Was that um, couple down the street from us, like only three or four people on the street had a VCR, and everybody had just bootleg copies of everything because that's mm-hmm. that's the only way you had stuff back then. But they had a tape, and it was labeled Star Wars, Star Trek. So I was like, okay, Star Wars and Star Trek. And so they had let us borrow the tape, and we had just finished watching Star Wars, and it was me and a bunch of friends. And then we were said, well, let's just keep watching. Let's watch Star Trek. Well, Porn. They, they did not label the tape to mention that Alien was between Star Wars and Star Trek. And so we're watching it, and you know how like the opening credits of Alien, are so, the letters are sort of distorted, never yep. really spells it out? Well, it's fuzzy fourth-generation tape, so we never made that out. And so we're watching it, we're like, what is this? Well, it's in space, okay, obviously it's that. And we got to the chestburster thing, and I swear to God, if you want to see a bunch of seven-year-olds lose their shit and run <laughs> screaming out of a room, that happened. And it was like, half of us were like, shit, we're going to get in trouble. We're watching something that obviously we're not supposed to be watching. The other half were like, they're probably still in therapy. So that's my, that's my mislabeled VHS tape story. Okay. Nice. Yeah. So you don't like alien? No, I love alien. Okay, good. Yeah. You're just in mm. therapy. Looks so good mm-hmm. on Blu-ray. Yeah. God, I have some does. issues I have to oh, work man. out. Yeah. I wish I could remember, but I, Thing is, I really didn't see that many movies when I was a kid. Mm, yeah, mm-hmm. you've explained this. That yeah, you, there's it was so many things like Star Wars. Yeah, sure, and Gremlins, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that was it when I was good dying. stuff for kids. I wore out my Who Framed Roger Rabbit tape. It's a good tape. Yeah, it was a good tape. God rest his soul. Oh, <laughs> all right. Okay, next voicemail. Hey guys, this is Josh and Corpus Christi, Texas again. Uh, first off, I want to thank you guys for that copy of Rock and Roll. Uh, we definitely got some more enjoyment out of it than you guys seem to do. Uh, also, th- uh, congratulations on making the three years of the podcast. But more importantly, I wanted to reinforce my buddy Jay last week, who uh, called you guys very enthusiastically about the movie Singham, which is S-I-N-G-H-A-M. And I just watched it with my roommate and my girlfriend, and it is the most I've ever pleased two other people at the same time while still keeping our clothes on. It is the most amazing movie that I have seen since I don't even know what. This is the most badass hero porn I've ever seen in my life. It gets more Stargrove than I've seen since Stargrove himself. You guys have got to see it. Oh, my God, see it now. 
crash and burn Josh out. Yeah. I think he was falling down the well. Last phone call ever. It was the end of the ring. And I, I was incorrect. Singam is not the one with the crazy robot okay. Terminator thing. Okay. Uh, for Blair shame. actually pointed out in the comments for last week's episode. So that one that I'm thinking of is Endiron. Okay. Which is even longer than Singam. Of course it is. Sure. Which is why I thought it was three hours. Yeah, I was messing around on um, the boxy box, and there's a, and there's like boxy. a bunch of free movie things on there. And something I wa- I stumbled upon is like nothing but Bollywood movies. And I'm just scrolling down, and it's like 180 minutes, 230 yeah. minutes. It's just yeah, like they're all they're huge, huge <laughs> productions. I mean, yeah, they don't edit. But if they spend money on shit, it's going on screen. Yeah. <laughs> and so many of them are knockoffs of stuff. It's yeah. great. Yep. There's one that's the killer. Okay. Like literally the entire movie, the killer, just with. Bollywood singing, Bollywood dancing, <laughs> singing. dancing. Well, yeah, Costumes. well, you know, the killer had those create those terrible, terrible songs in it, and oh, yeah. now there's terrible, terrible Bollywood songs in it. Yay! Yay! Sweet. Terrible Bollywood songs. I no, no don't understand. What Does not impute. Maybe those aren't terrible. Yep. Exactly. Moving on. Nailed it. Right, people were so yes. We'll be talking when we may have to do a very special episode. A time when we can actually watch it, mm-hmm. yeah, two yeah. and a half hour movie, yeah, because I want to please other clothed people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, next voicemail. Hey guys, Amy here. I'm just answering your question about things I miss seeing in movies. Pretty sure that one thing I really hate is in musicals and movies where they're dancing. They always do these close-up shots on the actor's face or their feet because they can't actually dance. So you know they'll just videotape the dancing double feet and then the actor's face and kind of separated. Occasionally you'll feel like a full shot, but it's never anything really impressive. And I'm just going to use an example, one of my favorite movies of all time, Singing in the Rain. God, they were so talented back then. People just aren't talented like that anymore. You know, you watch, you know, Donald O'Connor and Gene Kelly and they're just doing these amazing dance routines and it's almost like you think it was just a one shot because they're so amazing. But, I mean, it's them dancing. And that's one thing I miss seeing in movies is people just don't have that kind of talent anymore. The singing, dancing, acting, it just isn't really a thing that is seen in movies. For the most part, people aren't that good anymore. We all suck. We're all just lazy. And we have no talents. So, there's my answer. Thanks, guys. Right. Everything is that makes you happy. Yeah. Everything is crap now. Yes. I wish things were good again. Yeah. Why, yes. why can't people do stuff? I was really hoping she'd uh, cite Xanadu for... For Roller Disco Boogie. For Roller Disco yeah. Boogie. There's and some talent on that. Yeah, everyone in there had to learn how to roller skate. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Disco Boogie. And the dancing. And the right. dancing. Well, I, I will mm-hmm. brighten your day Swan in case song. you haven't seen this, but... um. A lot of singing in the rain is uh, is there are a lot of single takes. The the famous Donald O'Connor uh, make him laugh is definitely some, there's some cuts there because that is a fucking crazy routine. Mm-hmm. Uh, watch the SNL opening with Joseph Gordon Levitt. He does that whole routine live on the stage in one take. So there are people that are talented out there. Of course, he gets way the fuck out of breath, but he does it. So sure. Mm-hmm. One day, well, there, the one, so one, many one, of them yeah. get focused on. One thing, you know, you get funneled into a thing. Yeah, I mean, Hugh Jackman, actor, Hugh Jackman a is a dancer, crazy, you know, talented person, but they they don't let him do that. Generally speaking, well, you have so much more access now to stuff like Broadway shows mm-hmm. and things like that 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 tour and go places, and you yeah, can you can see 
musical theater and dancing and stuff. So it doesn't all have to be in a movie anymore. Movies are now just stuff that you can't see. Yeah. Like every action star over 60 together for the first time, that sort yeah. of thing. You can't <laughs> see that anywhere. It, it, it's it's just a change of what what's accessible to people and what's not. Yeah. Every, every five years or so, they have, there's some big budget musical that they... It's almost like people were like, what? They cast that person in a musical? It's like, yeah, there's a reason they probably shouldn't have been cast in that musical. They have no fucking talent. Right. <laughs> yeah. But every year we get suckered in, you know, every five years, they're like, oh, my God. Yeah. Um, Renee Zellweger in a musical? Yeah. I would have never thought it. Well, you probably shouldn't. Right. <laughs> I so. agree. Next right. voice, man. <laughs> hey there, Banff casters. It's Articane again. No movie recommendation this time, though I am researching a couple that I might suggest in the future. I wanted to call and say that, you know, ever since I started listening to you guys, I've really changed the way that I watch movies. Used to, if there was a bad movie, I would just avoid it outright because, well, it's bad. I don't want to watch it. Now I go into it and I go, you know what, this might be bad, but in a fun sort of way. And on that line of thinking, I wanted to ask you guys, what are some movies that you've run into that you really had to be in the right frame of mind to enjoy? give two personal examples. Uh, the first is Blade Runner. First time I sat down to watch it, I was expecting a cyberpunky action film with Harrison Ford, and I fell asleep. The second time I sat down to watch it, I was expecting a film noir mystery, and I fell asleep. The third time I sat down to watch it, I expected a visual representation of a future and uh, with some heavy philosophical underpinnings, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. And the second one, which I know is fraught with peril, but Gremlins too first time I watched it, I thought it was crap, because I love the original Gremlins, and this is just making fun of it. The second time I sat down, I realized, okay, it's supposed to be making fun of it. That's the entire point, and I really enjoyed it. So what are some movies that you've run into that are kind of like that? Well, anyway, till next time, AV out. Thanks, Artigan. Yep. AV in, AV out. <laughs> AV in one, AV out two. <laughs> Composite cables. <laughs> HDMI. HDMI. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sorry. Okay. Um, <laughs> and yeah, that's connector talk. <laughs> Sweet. S video. <laughs> yeah, Gremlins shop 2. Smart, shop S video. Gremlins 2, that's pretty much my experience, though I liked it more the first time. Yeah. But yeah, the second time I really accepted all of the, hey, this is completely a satire and a live action cartoon. Okay. You, you can pretty much go into any movie with a misconception and come away from it not liking it. I mean, if you go into something without an open mind and are expecting something and you don't get it, your natural reaction is to rebel against the movie itself. It's not the movie's fault. It's your mm-hmm. fault. Yep. <laughs> you yeah. know, if you watch Gremlins 2 expecting, you know, gothic horror and you don't get it, that's not your, that's not the movie's fault. It's it's. <laughs> Well, yeah. sometimes that's marketing, though, too. Like, sure. they'll, they'll say this movie is this and like the whole drive thing. You know, it's like if they sold that movie the right way. Right. People would have been like, holy shit, this is a great movie. Absolutely. But, I, I yeah. will. I, I do hold marketing responsible, yeah. but not the film sure, itself. No. Um, but, yeah. The only example I, I've probably given it before and Francis Ford Coppola's Dracula. I saw it in the theater. I was like, fuck this movie. <laughs> fuck everything about this movie. And then some years later, it's like, you know, started diving into the past of, of horror movies. And I appreciated it for being referential to original old Dracula stories just in like subtle little ways. I mean, there's, there's lots of little subtle ones. There's, there's big ones where it's like, Oh yes, there's Nosferatu. There's this, there's that, but there's, there's like lesser known vampire movie homages in that movie that are, are actually quite good. Yeah. And, and you know, like that movie, that movie was marketed as Dracula for the MTV generation and it wasn't. And so people sort of rebelled again. People were ready to hate it because they didn't want it to be for the MTV generation. And then when it wasn't, they were like, 
what this is not what I was promised. Fuck you, movie. Yeah. So the only thing I mean, obviously, Keanu still should be in that movie. But I mean, other than that, it's like I like everything else about that movie now yeah. a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't tend to have too many because a lot of movies, if I have a bad reaction to them at first, I don't end up usually finding my way back to them. The only one I can really think of is Fifth Element, which I kind of didn't like the first time I saw it because I was just like, what is all this mumbo jumbo? I wanted an action movie. And then, you know, later on, and I still hate Chris Tucker's character with a burning passion of a thousand suns in that movie. And I think that was a big part of why I didn't like it the first time. But then once I could accept all the other stuff going on around him, that is actually really good and really well crafted and just a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. That I I liked that movie a lot more the yeah, second time. Die Hard Three same way, just because I had a horrible theater experience. But I remember just being like, oh, I didn't like that at all because I, I yeah like one of those like weird sound sync issues when I saw oh. it and shitty theater audience and all this stuff and yeah like second time i went back and saw it i was like yeah no actually that's pretty good and like third time i saw it was like holy shit that's like almost as good as the original yeah you know so yeah and i mean like i can give a recent example when we watched turbulence um you know i watched turbulence for the first time when i was reviewing stuff and so it back then it was a clear cut this is good this is bad there was no it's great (laughs) bad movie time you know so watching it now it's like this is hilariously bad. This this has entertained me from start to finish. Not how it intended to, but it still managed to do so. And so, yeah, I, I think more people should try to find joy in a lot of yeah. Movies. And, and that's I what mean, I do nowadays. I, I I go into movies. I try to go into all movies with a completely open mind. I just I I try not to get any you know preconceptions of a movie. Just go yeah. see what I can get out of it. And I mean, I don't even watch trailers anymore. To be honest, I, I unless know, it's something that I'm just salivating over. Yeah, like. Prometheus or something like that, where sure. I just I want every morsel of it to to figure out what's going on. I will just be like, okay, that person and that person's in it, and it's it's about this. I'm sold. Yeah, I'll watch I, it. I watched the teaser trailer for Prometheus, and now I'm done. Yeah, I, I don't. I might watch that TED Talk video thing. I'm I tempted to, but I've avoided it. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, it's like things that like I feel like I already know the plot, like Avengers. Yeah, sure. I've watched the trailer twenty times, sure. but that's mm-hmm. kind of like I know what I'm getting there. Yeah. Yeah. I just remembered another one. Ocean's okay. Twelve. Really. Hated it walking out of the theater. Hated it. Whole group I was with hated it. And uh, when I watched it again, I hate the Bruce Willis scene so much. But all of the rest of it, it's like a huge budget art film. Mm-hmm. And I really like that about it. Yeah. I, got, I, I, mean, hate- I mean, there's stuff to appreciate in that one much more than when I just summarily dismissed it as sure. a fucking vanity project for them. Yeah. I, it's, it's weird. I, I still can't. I haven't come completely around on that because... And I said I try not to let individual scenes or parts of movies ruin me, but that's that the, scene is that, such, it's it, so destructive. It's, yeah, to it, that it's movie. so bad, and it's like that's kind of the way they resolve it. But you know, it's not just like that happened and oh, let's move on. It's like that is that's, crucial to the and the it heist. Just keeps going yeah. on and on and on and on and oh yeah. Like I said, to me, it's like that. But everything else around it, yeah, I, know. I really, really, really. No, like. I, I was in it up until there that. are some shots in that movie that are just amazing. Yeah, that's the only scene I can remember from that movie, and I, that's why I don't like that movie mm-hmm. because I hated that so much, just with such intense passion. Like I cannot believe they are doing this. Yeah, yeah. this is this is so vain and so circle jerk blowjob Hollywood bullshit that they're trying to pull this off in the stupidest way possible. That's, I literally remember nothing else from the movie. Yeah. Like I said, if it had been like the, the awkward cameo scene or something like that, but the fact that it revolves around, that's how they resolve mm-hmm. the, the heist is, yeah. uh, it's kind of almost unforgivable. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. 
but I still like it. Okay. <laughs> Aside from that scene, <laughs> I like that movie. Yeah, the yeah. French the French dude's cool, and I, I like that they how they bring him back in thirteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like yep. uh, all's kind of forgiven for that. Yeah. The point is, just go into movies with an open mind. Yeah. Stop all this preconception nonsense. Yes. Yeah. So, do we have any other emails? Anything like that? All right, uh, we got a quick one from Jay, who was uh, the other guy who recommended Sing Om. This oh. is not about Sing Om, though. Oh. But <laughs> the subject is if anyone quotes Kid Rock, they're getting an Omega Cock Punch. <laughs> says, hey, Butthorns, Jay here. And during a recent conversation at work about the new Bond movie, the film FDR American Badass was mentioned. I watched the Red Band trailer on YouTube, and I want this movie on Blu ray now. <laughs> I know how you guys feel about these bad on purpose movies, but this film had me when Barry Bostwick said, will my cock still work when told he was paralyzed? Take it easy. And if it comes sleazy, take it twice. Crash and burn. Jay out. Wait, I think, did he just break his own rule? I think he just quoted Kid Rock there at the end. He probably did. Yeah. yeah. He's not close enough to a mega cock punch. Oh, uh, I wouldn't know. He was being ironic. I guess so. But yeah, you guys have seen that, right? The I FDR American I Badass have one. Not. Am there's, I the only one who's actually seen that trailer? No, Abe Lincoln Vampire Hunter, yeah, FDR yeah. American, Teddy Roosevelt, See, Bear I saw Raper. the FDR one, <laughs> yeah. and it's so... It, no, they just and, call and it Rough Rider. <laughs> and it is very oh, much that that over-the-top, like, straight-up, this is completely ludicrous, idiotic satire. Like, it felt like it pushed it a little too far, yeah. but the people that are in it are awesome. Okay. And that's that's the issue I have right now is it's like I like all these people that yeah. are in this trailer. I just don't know if I like what the end result is going to be because I got the feeling I got most of the jokes. I don't necessarily mind a movie like that that's self-aware. It, it's just not something we can do because the movie right. is already doing it for us. Yes, and it exactly. just becomes like, why are we talking about this movie that's already making fun of itself? Yeah, we could never watch like Mars Attacks. Because no. it's like that movie mm-hmm. knew what it was yeah. and went with it. Yeah. And, and it's also not bad. Well, fuck you. A lot, well, I'm saying a lot of people consider that <laughs> You're bad. right about that. I, I love Mars Attacks. Right. I'm not <laughs> less lumping in that, but it failed at the box yeah, office. It generally it's, panned. It's the kind of movie that you just... It, yeah, I mean... Parents just don't understand. Gremlins 2. We, you couldn't do that movie because the movie is mm-hmm. doing it itself already, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. All right. Well, let's get all some right. contact information. Yeah, yeah. yeah. all right. Check us out on the website at www.bmfcast.com. Send us emails to bmf at bmfcast.com. Check us out on Twitter at twitter.com slash bmfcast or on Facebook at facebook.com slash bmfcast. Or search us out on iTunes by searching for Bad Movie Fiends Podcast, where you can rate, review, and subscribe. We like subscribers, we love reviews, and we love ratings. We just kind of like subscribing. But uh, we we especially love high ratings and, and good reviews because that lets people know that we're fucking awesome and that they should listen to us. I agree. One of the methods that you could listen to us is through Stitcher, Yay. an app for all of your relevant mobile devices, which will stream our glory directly to your ear holes via the magic of cell phone towers and internets. Uh, you can check us out on there and uh, give us a thumbs up and tell your friends. Me. <laughs> But the most important thing that you can do ever in your life, which will bring joy and happiness to you and the ones you love, is calling the Garfield phone, the Banffcast hotline. Give us a ring at 9105-JOCKS-BMF or 910-556-9263. And like Amy and Sonny and Peter and all the others that were featured this Josh, week. Josh, Cindy, and Marsha. Cindy, and Marsha, and Greg, John Kelly. Boy, and it's like Kelly, Robbie. Yeah. <laughs> and all the rest of the Mouseketeers. Um, 
give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. Indeed. Indubitably. Right. So let's get out of here before we break our uh, time uh, restraint. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Too much. All right, well, yeah. We always do. Yeah. I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm The Beach. And I'm Chuck. And this is Banffcast Out. <laughs>